The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Derek Dorch of the Diversa Group, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Now your host, Derek T. Dorch. Welcome to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on the Federal News Radio, 1500 AM on the Federal News Network. Thank you for stopping by the show. Today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic, one that's very, very important, the topic of human trafficking and fighting it. Uh, there have been some interesting things out there. We, of course, we have the law enforcement agencies fighting it, but we've got uh, unique uh, nonprofits that are out there doing this work. There's one out there that's very, very interesting where there's a whole bunch of veterans who are working against this issue, against human trafficking, and it's called Deliver Fund. I've had the pleasure of having Mike Fullalove, and he's got a great name, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but Mike Fullalove is the director. Of operations for Deliver Fund, and you can find them at deliverfund.org. But they're a nonprofit that is really run by veterans who uh, have the whole mission of fighting human trafficking, going out there and doing a unique mission in a unique way. And they're kind of changing the way that they do it with law enforcement and working with others and really, really trying to get this scourge uh, uh, from our society. Hey, Mike. Hey, welcome to Fed Access. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here, Derek. Talk to us about, you know, uh, a Deliver Fund and its mission. And, and, and I know you, uh, uh, and, and I want to get your background a little bit, but I know there's several veterans who were involved in this, were f- involved in getting this started. Give us some background about Deliver Fund and, and, and where did it come about? Okay, great, yeah. So Deliver Fund received its 501c3 back in 2014, October timeframe of 2014. But it had its beginnings a little bit before that. Our founder, Nick McKinley, was working overseas for a government agency and uh, came across a situation where there was human trafficking involved overseas, and none of the government agencies overseas had the ability to really do anything about it. So despite being able to kill terrorists with what amount to flying robots from 6,000 miles away, nobody could affect this particular situation of human trafficking. And uh, it got him thinking, so... He, along with the co-founder, Jeremy Mayhew, uh, they founded Deliver Fund back in 2014 to really kind of bring the intelligence and special operations targeting methodology that is used against terrorism. Um, They brought it to utilize it against human trafficking here in the United States. Wow, wow. Hey, what's the name with the name Deliver Fund? Give us some background on on where that name come from. And you guys got an interesting logo. I was checking out the site, and if anybody wants to check it out, it's deliverfund.org. But you got a unique logo, and then also want to learn a little bit more about the name. Break those things down for us. So the logo for Deliver Fund is actually what's known as a manila. And back in the earlier uh, form of slavery, that manila was used as a form of currency, and it is symbolic of the slave trade. And the fact of the matter is, human trafficking is, in fact, modern-day slavery. And we can talk about the exact whys of that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the notch on the manila represents what we, the effect we want to have against slavery with each of our little expansions into different areas. And then the red slash that goes right across the middle is the fact that that's an international symbol for stop. Um, And then the age marks on the manila are simply to remind us that this is not a new phenomenon. Mm. This thing has been going on for quite some time. And then the the name for Deliver Fund, where did that come out of? Right. So while we are not a faith-based organization, the 
term deliver fund actually comes from the uh, biblical term deliver, meaning rescue. Okay, okay, okay. And then the fund is, the fact is, we are a nonprofit, and we have to be able to fund <laughs> right, the right. ability to uh, to rescue this. Exactly, exactly. Hey, you know, you kind of brought something, uh, you know, and you said it brought something to my attention. I kind of noticed it with, you know, everybody on there. A lot of you guys have a unique, uh, like you said, unique mission skill sets, right? Working for government agencies who were really fighting against, you know, uh, 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 terrorists or organized crime organizations or, or fighting, you know, our wars. Give us a little bit of background about you and maybe some of your other, you know, fellow veterans. And, and how did you guys kind of come together and, and how has your skill set? sets as veterans you know we always talk about what the skill sets of veterans that bring to the table how are you guys as as veterans how has that really been able to benefit this mission here well anybody coming out of the military has a great appreciation for a sense of mission and that's really kind of the the focus of deliver fund we are a, a very mission focused organization and our focus in terms of mission is impact I think a lot of veterans really understand that, and it really resonates with them. With respect to the specific people within Deliver Fund, yes, a lot of us come from high-level national intelligence backgrounds, um, the premier special operations units, the FBI, and I think that conjures up images of a lot of people who are going in and kicking doors and and all of that, but the reality is it's... uh, all that door kicking stuff doesn't have anything to do with what we're doing now. Right, right, right. Hey, give me your background, oh. Mike. You know what? Give us a little bit. Of, I read a little bit up on the bio, but give me some background for yeah. you and, and what got you inspired in this. I retired out of the SEAL teams in 2012 after 20 years. The last five years of my military career was spent at a specialized intelligence and targeting unit within Naval Special Warfare, and we were utilizing a methodology to essentially find violent extremists overseas and then utilize a bunch of different analytics and intelligence processes to identify their locations and then be able to affect them at that location. Upon my retirement, I ended up going out and uh, I went to grad school. And through grad school, I actually came in contact with human trafficking for the first time by looking at supply chains. Hmm. And, uh, labor trafficking that was a component of supply chains. Through my research, I found more about the the sex trafficking component of human trafficking and saw all the different organizations out there that were doing it. But when I started researching different organizations, I came across the Liver Fund and immediately recognized that the, the methodology they were using to address the problem was the appropriate way to do it. And it's simply because we util- I utilized that exact same methodology against violent extremist organizations to great effect. So I knew it could be effective. And so uh, I reached out to Deliver Fund, and uh, here I am today. <laughs> That's an outstanding story. You know, uh, when, when, when we think about the, the issue of, of human trafficking, and, and it's, it's kind of it's talked about, but it almost seems as if it's um, uh, one of those kind of uh, – side conversations that people have and, and because we may not see it as much it, it doesn't kind of resonate in our minds but how prevalent is this issue around the world I mean you you've traveled around the world and you know you've seen things and now you know with you with your fellow uh, colleagues and fellow veterans are working on this issue how important is this issue you know it, it's a huge issue across the world and there's many organizations working on it outside of the United States um, 
both governmental and non-governmental. Here in the United States, in trying to quantify the crime, it actually is pretty difficult simply because, as, as you kind of elucidated, it's out there in plain sight, but nobody seems to notice it. So that being said, the peer-reviewed studies that are out there put the estimation of domestic minor sex trafficking victims in the United States at somewhere between 100 and 150,000. So if you were to take that and put it on a histogram across the United States and evenly spread it, that comes out to roughly on the low end, 2,000 minor victims per state in the union, or about 400 in the five largest cities of every single state right. in the union. Right. So that, right. And that's the minors. And clearly there's a there's an adult component to that as well. So the, the scale of it is pretty significant. You know, who are you seeing? Uh, uh, and, and I think a lot of times people, when people think about human trafficking, they think about maybe immigrants and everything else. But who are we seeing? Yeah. So, you know, when you, when you actually look at the data, I believe the CIA estimates 17,500 victims come in from outside the United States every year. Now, that's a, that's a really small percentage of just the minor component of, of sex trafficking when you, uh, you scale it out. The, uh, the preponderance of it is actually victims that are trafficked in the United States by U.S. citizens. They're taken out of every single hometown across America and then uh, trafficked across the United States. Wow. Uh, your traffickers can be the gangbangers. They can be the military members. It can be the soccer mom with the car seats in the back of the minivan. Hmm. There, there is no demographic, and likewise for the victims. The one strong commonality is that most victims have some sort of a background of abuse in okay. some way, shape, or form. That's about the only commonality there really is. You know, I want to break this down a little bit more. We got to take a quick break, Mike. I want to kind of break these numbers and these and these people down because you really kind of showed that this problem can be anybody, right? And it, and it probably goes across race and, and, and gender, and it probably goes across a number of different dynamics. And I want to kind of get people to understand what human trafficking is really about and what are the different kind of uh, demographics that go into it and, and how oftentimes people are even brought into it and what you guys are doing in terms of your training and other things like that to really kind of fight this fight. We are talking about human trafficking. We're talking about the fight against human trafficking. We're talking about veterans who are working together to fight human trafficking. There's an organization out there called Deliver Fund. It's at deliverfund.org, deliverfund.org. But they are an organization whose mission, uh, and it's run by veterans, uh, whose mission is out there to fight and destroy human trafficking and human trafficking networks and to work with law enforcement. We've got Mike Fullalove on the line right now. He's director of operations. And so we're going to continue to talk to him when we come back. You listen to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM, part of the Federal News Network. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM, part of the Federal News Network. If you had just joined us, we have been talking about a very, very critical issue, a very, very important issue. It affects all of us. And although we may not see it on a daily basis, it's out there. Uh, human trafficking, uh, 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 you know, dynamics of sex trafficking. And also sometimes uh, human trafficking can even involve, pe- you know, enslaving people to work. Uh, there's a number of different dynamics that go to this, but it's not a problem that we just see overseas. It's a problem right in our backyard oftentimes. Sometimes it's in 
plain sight and we do not even know about it. There are some veterans who've come together and they uh, are working with this issue uh, with an organization called Deliver Fund. You can find Deliver Fund at deliverfund.org, deliverfund.org. Uh, but they are a nonprofit organization who are working with uh, law enforcement, working with other nonprofits, working with the faith based community and really trying to really kind of put a dent in this human trafficking and then eventually destroy it. And we're talking to Mike Full of Love. He is the director of operations, a, a veteran of the Navy SEALs who came in and, uh, with other veterans uh, and started to work on this kind of problem and, and using some of the skills they learned in the military uh, to target terrorists and to target other uh, 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 kind of threats uh, and really now kind of tackling human trafficking. Hey, Mike, you know, uh, you, you know, you kind of broke down uh, uh, and really maybe kind of broke down some myths about who is uh, being trafficked. Right. Um, you know, in terms of you mentioned the soccer mom, you mentioned a number of different kind of people. What what are you finding that usually gets people? Is it a financial situation? Is it somebody kind of manipulating them? What gets them into this kind of situation? Yeah. So it, kind of in keeping with our theme of dispelling those myths, um, I think everybody's familiar with the movie Taken. You know, that, that sort of thing, while it happens, is extremely rare, uh, more common the way people become victims of sex trafficking is they're manipulated. And it's not by random chance. Traffickers have a specific profile that they look for. They find the vulnerabilities, and then they come in and they exploit those vulnerabilities. Break that down, because I, I, I think, you know, like you said, a lot of people and probably the people who are being trafficked were like, hey, I would never, you know, that would never happen to me. Right. I mean, a lot of people say what won't happen to them until it happens to you. Right. I mean, how what is that kind of profile that that, that a trafficker or, you know, uh, with their manipulative mind trying to suck them into this kind of lifestyle into into this situation, right, into this desperate situation? What are they looking for sometimes? Right. So, uh, again, you know, while there's no single demographic, oftentimes what happens is traffickers will identify a victim who has is lacking something, whether it's a, a, a home life that is broken. Mm. And the trafficker will come in under the guise of, hey, I can make your problems go away. Mm. Uh, oftentimes they come in under the guise of being a boyfriend. Um, it's known as the Romeo model. And they come in under the guise of a boyfriend and then they start normalizing sex outside of the relationship and hey, won't you do this for me? And then they, it spirals down, down from there. And, and, and so the, the, the young lady or the young person or whoever the case is, they, uh, they kind of think of it as love, you know, and then he's like, well, if you love me, you'll do this for me. Right. And then it kind of exactly. just kind of keeps on happening from there. You know, it, 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 is that a situation uh, where oftentimes and, and again, this may be a myth or not, but we always see the kind of the drug model. Right. Somebody starts to give them drugs and kind of maybe, you know, get them, you know, either, you know, sped up on some kind of drug or uh, maybe some alcohol or things of that sort. Is that common or that or is that not even really the case? Oh, no, it, it absolutely does. Um, there, there's multiple different methods of control. Um, there's the psychological control of, oh, well, he's my boyfriend. I love him. I'm doing this willingly, when they don't actually realize that they've been manipulated into doing it. Mm. And then, yes, it, and there are, in fact, cases where they are controlled chemically as well. Um, you know, there's some, some different traffickers don't like to utilize that method because there's risks associated with it. Sure. But, 
it can also be an effective model. Wow. You, you know, when, when we think about this and, and kind of think about this different model, like you mentioned, there's a heavy psychological control on the on these people, isn't it? It sounds as if uh, the, the, these traffickers really do spend a lot of time kind of getting in and getting into the psychic and to getting into the mind of those who they're who they're working with. Usually, and I don't know if there's one kind of timetable. Does this happen quickly within weeks? Like, you know, once a, a trafficker kind of gets uh, their kind of, you know, the tentacles around somebody, it is. Is that kind of a, a turnaround within weeks, or did it take longer? I mean, what do you find on that? Um, it, it completely depends on the individual. Okay. Certain people are more susceptible, and so they get into it more quickly. Other times, yeah, that grooming process can be on the order of months. Mm. Okay, okay. You know, with that, you know, we, we've we heard about all these cases of recently. It's been in the news where the back pages have been taken down, right? You know, Craigslist had to get rid of the, the side where they were doing kind of the uh, situations where people could meet people under the guise of either relationships, but a lot of times people were, you know, trafficked or prostitution or whatever the case is. Has that had a, a significant impact or, or have they, has it just pushed people deeper underground? I mean, what's, you know, there's this whole thing about get, the, get them off the Internet. But I'm wondering what impact has it had? Um, frankly, it hasn't had a, a, the, the impact that people would want it to have. And it's simply because with the shutdown of Backpage, it just pushed the activity to other sites. The activity is still out there. It's just disaggregated more. With our technology, we were able to get ahead of that curve, and we were actually able to find the sites where everybody was landing prior to them actually landing there. The state of the market right now is they're still kind of, still kind of trying to figure out which sites are going to be the biggest site and uh, that is going to attract the most people. Right, right, right. You know, with that, and, and, and like you said, it, it just it, people just keep on. Are, are we seeing new sites getting started up by people? Are we seeing that, you know, people are kind of being entrepreneurial with this thing and saying, hey, listen, wow, you know, Backpage is gone. I'm, I'm going to try this one right now. Or I'm going to do this. Or I heard there's a big dynamic of people uh, going to uh, some of the uh, romance sites, you know, just the regular dating sites. And then they kind of make it seem as if they're, you know, out there to find, you know, love, but they're really trafficking themselves. Yeah, um, I don't think that there's necessarily the entrepreneurial aspect on any great scale. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the sites they've moved to have been in operation for a little while. They've just received a little bit of the the business that was working on Backpage. With respect to the uh, dating sites, if you will, um, the, the problem for traffickers on those particular sites is you don't necessarily get the viewership mm. that you would okay. because you have, a, you have a demand component of it and the right. demand knows where they want to go to find that illicit activity. And it's not typically on the dating site. Gotcha. That being said, it certainly is occurring on different dating sites. You know, you just mentioned something really, really important, the demand. I mean, you know, it, it, it almost seems as if although people seemingly should know that this is illegal, right, seemingly should know right. that, that, you know, that this is not a good thing to do, seemingly should know that, hey, you shouldn't do this with minors. Um, what are, I mean, are, are we still seeing the demand being just as high? Is, is, it, is it just like the drug game where that demand is driving uh, the traffickers to do certain things? The demand hasn't changed, and okay. it's a sad reality of our of our society that you know. I mean, we law enforcement has been doing demand focused operations for almost time immemorial, right? Um, but the demand still exists. I mean, that's going to take a societal and values shift amongst our culture in order to really change the demand. 
is it time that and I know we you know we've probably tried that there have been many PSAs to try to you know this is you know this is your brain this is your brain on drugs and everything else but do we need to start kind of getting that kind of educational or value-minded uh, PSAs or public service announcements to really kind of start changing the minds of people or, or, or getting into their value systems a little bit more? How do we sink our teeth into that? So that, that's a really good question, and I don't know that I'm wholly qualified to answer it, given that I, I'm not a psychologist or right. sociologist. Um, what I will tell you is that, you know, talking to different groups out there, it seems like getting in at the middle schools and kind of started starting to educate at the middle school age might be the most influential period that, that we could start doing that. Wow, wow. Getting into um, those who are being influenced on both sides, right? I mean, and stopping it right there, you know, and just kind of right. saying, like, listen, this is not a good idea. This is not good for any – if you're thinking about doing it this, if you think about becoming a person who wants to demand of it, boom, don't do that. If you're thinking about, you know, being looking at a manipulation situation, see the signs and don't get yourself manipulated. Getting them very, very young so by the time they get to teenage years and get to that college years, they can say, hey, I'm a, I don't want to be a part of that. Right, because they'll be educated at that point. Right, 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 right. Hey, we got to take a quick break, Mike. Hey, we're listening to uh, uh, what's going on uh, uh, with Deliver Fund. Um, if you don't know about them, you need to know about them. They are a nonprofit who is out there, and the, and the website is del- deliverfund.org, deliverfund.org. But they're a nonprofit out there that's been founded by veterans, that's run by veterans, uh, and, and really kind of focused in on taking what they learned and out of special operations missions, taking what they learned out of working work, work in intelligence, Taking how they learn in the fight against the global war against terrorism, taking all these things and really kind of applying it to a new mission, uh, fighting human trafficking, fighting sex trafficking, uh, uh, getting minors out of situations where they're being trafficked and used uh, uh, for sex by people and getting uh, adults who have been uh, manipulated to be in these situations and really kind of, you know, cutting them out of of that area and getting them out and restoring their lives. Uh, Deliver Fund is one of these organizations who's doing that and working with law enforcement. We're talking to Mike Fullerlove. He's director of operations of the liver fund. We're going to keep this conversation when we come back. You're listening to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio 1500 AM, part of the Federal News Network. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio 1500 AM, part of the Federal News Network. We've been talking about an important issue, human trafficking. You may not see it around you, but it's around you. Sometimes it's in your backyard. Sometimes it's right in front of you and you don't even know about it. But we need to understand it. We need to know what's happening. We need to know what's going on. It's, it's, it's not just around the world. It's right here in the United States. And we need to see that. We oftentimes see stories and we're thinking that, you know, it's across the sea somewhere. But this is a really, really big problem that's right here. And we're trying to address it. We've got a number of veterans who have come together. They uh, 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 came together in an organization called Deliver Fund. Uh, it's an organization that is focused in on human trafficking, stopping it, using some of the skills that they found uh, uh, themselves very, very useful in the military. You know, some of the special operations skills, some of the targeting skills, some of the intelligence skills uh, that they found in the military and working for some of our government agencies, taking that, that the skill set that they were trained to do to fight terrorism and now applying it to human trafficking. And we've got Mike Fullerlove on the line with us. He's director of operations, a former Navy SEAL. Who was who was out there in the fight, and now he's doing this important mission uh, uh, right there. Hey, Mike, you know I want to ask you a question, and I, and I know you know being the Marines, you know myself, uh, uh, I was all, I've always been looking for something to kind of keep, you know, how you have that mission inside you, right? And you and you leave out, and it's like wow, I miss it, you know, I miss <laughs> I miss that camaraderie, I miss that kind of kind of connection to a mission. Were you the same way when you came out? That were you looking for something to say? I, I, I need another mission, kind of driven passion to kind of keep me going. 
Absolutely, Derek. I uh, I came out and I I loved what I was doing. Um, but as I retired, I really felt like okay, this was incredible. I'm going to have to close the book. There's not a lot of applicability for it here in the homes mm-hmm. home homes uh, country. Um, so to have the opportunity to work with the Liver Fund and have that that sense of mission, that sense of purpose again, is, is incredible. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, I, I had the same sense, you know, in terms of you, we're always looking for, you know, and I came out of the combat side, too. And like you said, sometimes you, you don't apply. You can't really apply those skills back home all the time. Right. But you, right. you, you, you know, you still something said, look, I, I want to fight the fight. I want to fight the good fight. Right. The fight for justice. And I'm, and I'm glad you guys are doing what you're doing. Hey, you know, you you guys have developed some training programs and, and you're working with law enforcement and everything else. Talk to us about uh, the work with law enforcement and then talk to us about some of the training that you're doing uh, with all of that. Absolutely. So, you know, our model is not to go out and kick in doors and, and do all that stuff. Uh, that's a wholly ineffective method here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want to combat human trafficking inside the United States, you can't be a rogue vigilante organization. You have to work within the framework of the Constitution. Um, what that demands is that you work with the executive agents, in this case, law enforcement. So Deliver Fund works on a equip, train, and advise model. Um, we equip and we train law enforcement with the tools that make them more effective in their ability to investigate and arrest human traffickers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, under our advise component, you know, we focus on providing the reliable, actionable, and verifiable intelligence to law enforcement on human trafficking activity. You know, in this, and as I, as I was kind of looking at this, and you guys definitely almost take that foreign defense model, right, where we go down and, and we, we train uh, people and we force multiply them, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. How, how has law enforcement been receptive to that? I mean, you know, sometimes law enforcement is very, very receptive about different people coming in. Uh, other times they're not. What have you found? law enforcement's been extremely receptive. I mean, there are law enforcement agencies that are out there that are much more skeptical and are very happy with the way they're doing business. Um, but by and large, we've been very fortunate in our partners that, that we've partnered with. They've, they've taken it on board, and they've really run with it. I really have to kind of give a shout-out to Houston Police Department. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've gone, and they, they're having a significant success. They're, they recently made 75 arrests in an operation that they were doing, wow, utilizing wow. our utilizing the Deliver Fund system. Wow, it's an incredibly effective system. You know, are we seeing? And you mentioned kind of Houston, which is you know Texas is a border, uh, 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 you know, state. Uh, are we seeing certain areas where we're seeing the issue, uh, um, you know, more than others? Right? Is that it's more prevalent in certain states than others? Uh, as you mentioned, kind of the Houston model. Um, you know, what are we seeing out there? And then, I mean, of course, if, if it is more prevalent, I would assume that officers would be. A lot more like, hey, listen, we need to get that training and everything else. And then also, too, uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I've you know, dealt with law enforcement, and everything else before. Sometimes have you found that some some agencies, they're not getting this kind of specialized training often. I mean, they know about the law. They know that certain things are wrong, but they're not getting this specialized training that maybe you receive kind of on a high level federal government level, right? As a military and, and special operations, they're not getting that on kind of a local law enforcement area. Would, would you say that? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, we've, when you look at, at it across the nation, I mean, we've got a agency that is dedicated solely to combating drugs. We have an agency that is dedicated to 
combating firearms and alcohol and tobacco problems, but there is no federal agency specifically tasked with fighting human trafficking. What that means is the preponderance of the heavy lifting gets done by local law enforcement, and local law enforcement oftentimes is not resourced effectively to be able to combat it um, at scale. Right, 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 right. And oftentimes you really, you know, uh, because local law enforcement is dealing with so many different things, right, you may only have maybe a couple of detectives or a couple of officers who are even, you know, focused in on human trafficking at this point in time. Is, is that the case? That, that is absolutely the case. In, in your smaller departments, you might have one person who has a little bit of human trafficking training, um, you know, from a organization maybe that did some does some awareness type of training. Um, in your larger departments, yeah, you'll have entire squads of people, but that doesn't mean they have the best technology and methodology for combating the uh, the problem. Right, right, right. Hey, I, I see when you talk about the equipping, right? You've got a couple of different kind of platforms right here. There's one called HALT, which I love right here. It kind of, you know, uh, reminds me of the find and fix model, right? And all the other kind of exactly. stuff, right? Um, uh, uh, but uh, talk to us about it. Hunt, analyze, locate traffickers. What, what is that? Uh, what kind of program is that? So that that is actually a suite of tools that allows the law enforcement to go through that full targeting cycle you just alluded to of find, fix, finish, exploit, analyze, and right. disseminate. Right. And, and with all of that, is, is that software that um, people are using? It, it's a combination of software as well as just uh, open source intelligence techniques. Right, 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 right. Well, one of the big tools in there is the platform for the analysis and targeting of human traffickers, which is PATH. Um, that is, in effect, the first national human trafficking database. And what it allows an officer to do is actually go in, and if they input an entity, whether that's a license plate, a name, a phone number, an email address, if that entity has already been input by another officer in another jurisdiction, the inputting officer will get an alert saying, hey, this might already be in there. Mm. And if it is, in fact, that in effect links those cases, which basically now we are creating a network to fight a network. Wow. Wow. Hey, you know, and, and we got to take a quick break in a second, Mike, and I want to come back to this and the, and the training and everything else. But what it sounds as if, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, it sounds as if no one has been collecting the intel and maybe, uh, you know, connecting the dots on it and doing a link analysis on it uh, uh, throughout. Because I'm, I'm assuming that some of these traffickers will cross state lines, right? They don't kind of sometimes stay within their boundaries. They'll cross city or state lines. And so they're operating in, in, in either multi-state areas or, or, or you know, like, you know, if you think about the DMV, you know, the D.C. And, and, you know, Maryland, Virginia or other areas that have similar uh, dynamics, they could be crossing over into a number of different areas, you know, driving the same car. But no one's ever linking it together. That's absolutely right. Um, you know, law enforcement is hampered by jurisdictional boundaries, which criminals don't respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also just the time frame. Traffickers aren't done. They like to move, which typically gets them out of the area before law enforcement can effectively get inside the cycle to to arrest them. Wow. 
Wow, wow. We gotta take a We're quick... changing that, though. Oh, and I definitely want to hear more about it. We're talking to Mike Full of Love. He is he's a person who's full of love. And so, uh, Mike, we appreciate what you're doing with this human trafficking. But we're talking about human trafficking. We're talking about the fight against human trafficking. But we're talking about veterans who are really focused in, who've come together, uh, and they're running an organization called Deliver Fund. They're running an organization that is really uh, uh, one of those out there on the front lines of human trafficking and, and fighting it on the front lines of trying to you know work with law enforcement. Enforcement and work within the bounds of the Constitution and within law, but take all these elements that we already have and then really force multiply them, give them the tools, equip them, train them the right kind of way, show them that, hey, listen, this is how we can do this, of things that they've learned from either the special operations community, have learned from the intelligence community, working for some of our agencies, our three-letter agencies and everything else, and taking all this stuff and really, really kind of fighting this important fight. We'll be right back after this break. You listen to Fed Access with Derek T. Dortch on Federal News Radio 15. AM, part of the Federal News Network. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dortch on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. We're part of the Federal News Network. Hey, we're talking about human trafficking. We're talking about countering human trafficking. We're talking about this important issue. And really, the exciting thing about it is that we've got some veterans doing it. We've got some veterans who are out there who are really leading this organization called Deliver Fund. You can find them at deliverfund.org. But they're leading this organization, taking stuff that they learn from the military, taking stuff that they learn from the fight against terrorism in terms of targeting terrorists and everything else, and then really bringing it down to the table of now targeting human traffickers, you know, really taking this fight. There is no one agency who's really dedicated to doing that. And so our veterans have taken the champion cause of doing this. And we've got one of them on the line right here, a former Navy SEAL who's now taking his skills and who's running the director, who's running as director of operations of Deliver Fund, Mike Fullerlove. He's out there along with federal veterans who is doing this battle right here. We were talking about your training, Mike. We're talking about the things that you guys are doing. You know, you're equipping people with the right software, you know, and and, and now you're also training them. What do you have? I see you got this seven-day counter-human trafficking intelligence operations course. That sounds pretty intense. What is that about? So that course is an intelligence and operations fusion course. It takes an officer that they have to have no training potentially, and we get them up to where they are able to conduct open-source intelligence analysis, provide that link analysis, find the location of the trafficker, and fix that location be able to go take action and then arrest that trafficker, rescue the victim, all while maintaining their own officer safety. Wow, wow, wow. And, uh, and, and so is, yeah. is, is this, uh, you break it down, is, so it's combining the intelligence, the, the open source or the human intelligence and other pieces, and then it's also combining some of the tactical stuff as well? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. It's, uh, it's taking that intelligence analysis, it fuses it with human intelligence as well as the tactics. Um, to essentially create a two-man wrecking ball team if they so desire. Oh, wow. And, and we do it all in seven days. It's an intense course. It's uh, long days, but highly, highly effective from the feedback we get from our law enforcement partners. You know, with all of this right here, and, and as you kind of look at what's going on and look at, you know, what's happening, and you mentioned about two officers, right, and, and kind of dealing with officer safety, it sounds as if the training that you're going to give somebody will kind of force multiply them to be able to handle a situation correctly and safely and, and all the other kind of pieces, because you may be dealing with, you know, some like a Houston or somebody else or, you know, in a major city, they have a lot of officers, but sometimes you're dealing with human trafficking in smaller you know, either townships or cities or counties, and they don't really have that many officers, but they have a human trafficking problem, right? Is that the case? Absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head, Derek. Um, 
you know, we talk about two-man, and, you know, law enforcement each has their own SOPs. Um, but as you said, the smaller departments who don't have the, the human resources to provide, you know, a full SWAT team right. as backup. So if we can get those smaller departments to be able to execute the entire operation cycle on their own, it becomes a force multiplier at that point. Right, right, right. Is that a training that you bring people to, or is that a training that's mobile that you can take people to? I mean, how do you work it with, with, with when you're dealing with various agencies? So right now we, we are not averse to taking it on the road, mm-hmm. um, but we have we are running our courses out of Dallas okay. in 2019. Nice. Um, okay. Our courses will be in uh, May and in October, and uh, you can go to letraining.deleverfund.org okay. for, uh, for the dates on that. Outstanding. Outstanding. Hey, I see you got on here, um, um, and I want to talk about one other piece, but I see you got on here funding officers. So people can really say, listen, if a department can't afford, afford it themselves, uh, people can, can donate to your organization, one, to help out with your mission, but they can also help fund this kind of training that, that, that officers are getting. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, the, you know, the, the training is, isn't free. The resources and tools that we provide the officers are not free. Right. So if people want to help their law enforcement agencies, Absolutely. Um, you know, donating, contributing to Deliver Fund goes directly to helping those law enforcement officers get the resources they need to more effectively investigate and arrest. Outstanding. Hey, when you you got one other component in here talking about advising. So, you know, and it, and it says intelligence reports and, and you also have, uh, you know, the, the human trafficking disruption teams. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So under advising, you know, Deliver, Deliver Fund has the International Human Trafficking Analysis Center, the ITAC, if you will. And uh, that provides for the collection, the integration, and the dissemination of human trafficking intelligence. Outstanding. It, it serves as our all-source uh, shared knowledge bank on human trafficking activity, human traffickers, as well as their networks, and uh, functions as a central dissemination and coordination point for law enforcement. Um, and, and basically, they're getting reports. I mean, with their intel reports, they're getting reports about, you know, maybe what's happening. Like, hey, there's there's been an identified human trafficker. Maybe he didn't he he or she didn't pop up on your screen. But the intelligence report may, you know, provide that like a bolo, or it may provide where we're where there's an uptick about certain either trends or other things of that sort. Is that what's being provided in these reports? Um, you know what? It actually it becomes a very very specific report okay. um, to to the degree that. We, you know, taking different pieces of information, we're able to provide attribution to those pieces of information and then provide the location of those people. Mm. So it's not just, hey, I think this is human trafficking. I saw it over on the corner of 4th and Green Street. It's, hey, here's this person. Here's where they've been advertising. Here's where they are now. Here's all the social media. Here's all the associated data with that person. So you're able to really break it down and basically give them reports that they can go if they basically can take and effect an arrest uh, uh, when, you, when you give them a report almost. Yes. Yeah, was... it's, uh, it's reliable and then it's actionable. And then the, the key component here is that it is verifiable. Right. Right. Because right. As a private organization, we cannot provide evidence. Right, right, right. That right. has to be done by law enforcement. But we can give law enforcement the recipe on how to bake the cake so that it becomes evidence. Right, right, right. Right. I, I see that one of your partners that you that you have brought aboard, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I saw you had a case study with IBM. What's that about? Right. So um, no man is an island, <laughs> and uh, neither is Deliver Fund. 
You know, we're very, very fortunate that we have partnerships with some incredible partners, um, IBM, Shadow Dragon, Caseware. Um, we're just very fortunate in that. Okay. Um, and, you know, having access to those technologies really, really makes us effective. Wow. How, how, did, how did you guys get these organizations involved? I mean, you just kind of went to them and, and showed them the importance of the mission. They were like, hey, listen, we're in on helping it. Uh, and, and then with IBM, what, where did that kind of, what was the case study that kind of evolved with that? You hit, you already hit the nail on the head, Derek. The uh, these companies recognize that there is a a problem, and they want to contribute to the solution. And they they found that Deliver Fund was the appropriate vehicle by which to do that. And so it is truly a partnership in, where we all collaborate and provide our various sources to the fight. It really comes down um, when you look at the the partners we have. It comes down to that public-private partnership model right? Um, with law enforcement. Right, right, right. And really, that's a model that probably has not been utilized like it should have been. I mean, would you say, I mean, especially as you're kind of looking at a lot of, a lot of law enforcement agencies don't really use the public. I mean, we're talking about kind of, you know, community partners, uh, you know, partnerships and community engagement. But it's probably not being done at the level where it can, it can that, that it needs to be done to get everybody all in. Would you say that, Mike? You know, I, I, think, I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, you know, I think law enforcement has been at times burned by different organizations, and that's made them skeptical. Mm. Um, and, you know, hopefully we're going to change that. Right, but right. At the end of the day, yeah. Right, I, right, right. You know, when, when you kind of and – and, and there's a couple of different ways. You, you have it on, on, on your site. And again, go to the site if you know deliverfund.org. Uh, it's a, a good site, great site that you're going to learn a lot of different things from. But you got to hear about an area about take action, you know. And, and we got about maybe sixty seconds. What, what do you tell people in terms of taking action? How can they really kind of you know either get involved with you and take other action? What do you say to people? So people come from a variety of different means, and everybody has different skill sets. So if you have the ability to fund, I encourage you to donate. If you have the ability to and the skills to get involved on an operational level, please get involved. We're, we're currently hiring, and uh, careers.deliverfund.org will give you that, that opportunity. If you don't have those, work as an advocate. Spread the word about Deliver Fund and about human trafficking um, to your neighbors, to your family. Um, you know, breeding that awareness is going to kind of help shine the light into the corners so that the cockroaches go elsewhere. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, you guys have a powerful mission, and, and I want to kind of keep track of what's, what's going on with your mic, so keep us informed, and we'll get it on the radio and talk about it. This is something that has a, a very, very, a, 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 it's a long-term fight, you know, human trafficking or like any other kind of situation that we have dealt with in, in terms of crime or uh, the abuse of people has never, ever gone away immediately, but if we all get engaged, then we can kind of help this thing go away. So, when we just want to thank you for what you're doing. We're thanking you for you continually to serve, uh, uh, you know, and, and really kind of continue to be a champion, you know, about kind of fighting something that is of injustice to people uh, and everything else. And, and so thank you, guys, and we're going to definitely have you back, Mike. Well, thank you, Derek. It, uh, it remains an honor to continue to serve. Outstanding. We've been talking about human trafficking. We've been talking to Mike Full of Love. He's from Deliver Fund. You can find him at deliverfund.org. We'll be back next week uh, with another great show. You've been listening to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. 
You've been listening to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Monday afternoons at 1 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One. This just in. Reportedly, pigs can fly. We're going live to... Can't take another crazy headline? Well, here's something you can appreciate. The MyGM Rewards card gives you best-in-class rewards with four points for every dollar spent everywhere and seven total points earned per dollar spent with GM, bringing you one step closer to a new GM ride. That's the power of appreciation from us to you. Subject to credit approval, terms and limitations apply. Visit MyGMRewardsCard.com.